Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Let's turn to Exodus 14. I won't be long this morning, but I will ask that you will preach with me this morning. I'm expecting God to do something great in this house. Amen. Exodus 14 and 10. Amen. When I see the pages stop flipping, I'll... All right. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word? That we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we would, should die in the wilderness. I felt like the Lord gave me a word yesterday in prayer. This is for sinners, ain't alike. We have to stop looking back. At them chariots and watching the dust come off the wheels. I believe it's time we start looking to the promised land. We are worried about way too much that's behind us. And if we keep on, it's going to become a weight and hold us back. But let me tell you something today. Those that were on those chariots never did make it. So why are we looking at the things they were riding in? Because you know they didn't make it either. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord and pray. Lord Jesus, I love you so very much, God. You've been so very good to us, God. God, we don't deserve, God, what you've done for us, Lord. But we, we are here today and thanks, God. And we know, God, God, that your power is in this house, God. And we ask, God, that you will release it, God. God, right now, I ask, God, that you would release your healing hand upon those, God, that are sick this morning, God. I ask, God, that you would touch those minds, God, that need to be restored, God. God, I pray, God, for peace, Lord God, upon the minds, God, that need peace this morning, God. God, those that need victory, Lord, let them find victory today, God. God, those that need healing, God, I ask, God, today, God, that you would restore their bodies, God, that you would move in their lives, oh, God. God, those that need salvation, God, I ask today, God, that you would bring salvation into their hearts and minds, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for just a few minutes, I'd like to speak to you on Exodus or Egypt. Exodus 
or Egypt. You may be seated this morning. I feel the Lord in this place. I feel the Lord in this house today. I don't want that to ever be cliche. But when the presence of the Lord is here, we need to take full advantage of it. Full advantage of it. For 480 years, all Israel had known was bondage. They had bread, but yet with bondage. They had quarters, but yet with captivity. They had clothing, but yet with confinement. They had existence, but yet with anguish. They had being, but it was with a beating. They had substance, but it came with sorrow. They had presence, but it came with pain. They had life, but it came with no liberty at all. They had provision, but they had no privilege in their lives. And they had farce, but they had no freedom. The choice was up to Israel to stay in Egypt with its humiliation and poverty or to attempt the exodus and change the wilderness. I don't know what is lying before you, but stop looking back. I know it may not look like much in front of you, but just beyond that, there is a promise. I don't know what's attacking your life right now. And I don't know what's in that wilderness. But I want to tell you to just keep on going. Keep on pressing. Keep on looking to that promised land. I don't know what's in that wilderness. I don't know if there's snakes. I don't know if there's different animals that I'm not used to or that you're used to. But I want to tell you there is a promise. We have to stop being like Moses and coming up with excuses in our lives. God said he would do it. He's going to do it. God said there's a promised land. There is a promised land. And he has given you the tools to use it. Attempt exodus and chance of wilderness. Bondage with bread or freedom with uncertainty. Exodus or Egypt. Ask yourself that this morning. Exodus or Egypt. Go on, ask yourself. Exodus or Egypt. To the Hebrew, the wilderness was the unknown land. What would they encounter? How long would they be there? There's, there's people I know right now that sitting at home. They don't know what tomorrow holds. But they know there is a promised land. They don't know how long that sickness will last. But their life is granted and know that there is a promised land. I'm holding on. I'm standing. I'm standing firm. I don't care what comes against me. I don't care what attacks my family. I'm going to keep on doing what I know to do. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on fasting. I'm going to keep on living for God. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to keep on on the exodus. There were no guarantees. They, like us, wanted the promised land. All guarantees, but no surprises. No surprises. I, I, don't, want, I don't want any surprises in my life. 
when we go to a car dealership, which me and my wife has been there quite a few times in our life, we read in between the lines. I don't want no bill. That was an extra. Give me the bottom line and that's what you're getting. No extra. There is no order in the universe that can guarantee your safety and well-being except for Jesus. Life is very much a journey into the unknown. I was reminded while studying yesterday when we had first moved to Funak Springs, man, everybody hunted. Everybody had a truck. Everybody had them little horseshoe-looking dudes in a window, and they had a gun in it. And I moved to Funak, and I was a hunter. By any means at all, I was not a hunter. And I remember, man, I was, I was ready. I went and bought me a 12-gauge shotgun. Had been working, saved my money, got me a 12-gauge shotgun. Still got that 12-gauge right now. I love that gun. And I told my dad, I said, I'm going to build me a stand. I'm scared of heights. Anybody don't know, I'm very scared of heights, <laughs> which everybody probably knows. But I'm very scared of heights. So I was going to build me a deer stand. So when I got done, I bought me some two-by-sixes. <laughs> And that's how high it was, six foot high. <laughs> so I was going to get way up there just in case a big one came along. And I built this deer stand, and I'd, I got it just right. I put a lot of work into it, maybe 15 minutes or so. I went and nailed it to a tree. I was like, tomorrow I'm going to kill me a deer. I was ready. I bought my camo, probably $200 worth of camo, clothes, the gun, the bullets. And I put it way out there in the woods, and I was ready to hunt. So it was about 4 o'clock in the morning. I woke up the next day and went out in them tree and that, and to go out hunting, and I was climbing that tree stand. Man, it took forever, it seemed like, it climbed that tree stand, you know, six foot tall. And I climb up in that tree stand, and I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready. I was going to shoot whatever came. And I'm sitting there in that tree stand, dark, quiet. And I remember hearing some crickets. and I was like, man, this is a good time to pray. So I just started praying. I'm praying, I'm praying. And all of a sudden, I heard, I hadn't been baiting no deer, nothing like that. I was like, man, the Lord is going to send me a big one. I couldn't see nothing. I mean, if it would have been my dad, he would have been in trouble walking through the woods, you know, because I was ready to shoot something. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I heard, So I took my gun and I fired that gun right there. Boom! <laughs> and I heard it run at Scattle a little bit, and I was like, oh yeah, he's scared now. And I fired it again. 
So I get home. I said, Dad, I think there's a bear out there. He says, no way there's bears out here. There's no bears in here. He says, come on. So we went out there and we shined the light. And the, what he said happened is if a, bear, if a deer can smell you, he's going to blow at you. And I was like, well, there's no way this... There's no way I was just scared by a doe. This had to be the biggest deer you ever seen in your life to blow at me, I tell you. But life is very much a journey into the unknown. A seminary once said, and advertised on his brochures, that they were at least seven miles away from any known sin at all. But that's just it. Usually it's not the known sin. That catches us. It's the unknown. That's why we, it, it, it matters who you're around. You can, you can sit there and say, well, on this first time around, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do all that drinking. I'm not going to do all this. And I'm, I'm telling you, you start becoming what you are around if you're not careful. It's the unknown sins. The most certain thing about life is is absolutely uncertain. The only certain thing about life is that it's very uncertain. We don't know what to expect. Seven astronauts making a routine descent back around the earth never anticipated the massive failure of a breakup of their ship. Those people, when when we were attacked... 2001, they never anticipated going out of their homes. The planes coming to their homes that day and dying from a catastrophe, from an attack. There was a major league pitcher attacking some quick weight loss pill and anticipated 100. He never anticipated 100 degree weather. The body heat caused him to have massive heart failure and also his life. Sometimes people would rather continue and tolerate an almost unbearable present than to be in the venture out into an unknown future. Since the children of Israel were slaves being savagely abused by cruel and sadistic taskmaster, then why not take the chance of an exodus into the unknown? Since some of you today that I minister to this morning have long been enslaved by cruel, Destructive chains of sin. I wonder today if you'll take those chains off of you. I wonder if today if you'll make up your mind. I'm going to turn from Egypt and head Exodus. I want to exit from the very things that's attacking my life. I wonder today if you, I know I'm talking to a church full of saints that's got the Holy Ghost. But we have saints in here that are constantly in your life still looking back at the things that what they used to be. And you're so caught up with that that you are scared to go forward and let God use you in what he wants to do right now. What he wants to do for you in the future. Stop looking at that wilderness. God wants to use you. God wants to use you.
I'm telling you from experience. It is really, really, really easy to look back and say, those were some good old days. I listened to a tape. Brother Burge and Brother O'Neill from North Florida was being interviewed by Brother Wells. And I listened to that not too long ago. And Brother Wells asked Brother Burge, 88-year-old man, he said, Brother Burge, all the things that you see going on in churches, now this was an old-timer, okay? He says, all the things you see going on in churches, all what's going on, all this, all that. Would you want to go back? He says, absolutely not. I am so looking forward to the things ahead. I'm looking forward to the things of head. They were great times, but God's got so much more in store for the church. His promises are yea and amen. He's going to keep blessing like he said he would bless. The latter rain is greater than the former rain. He's going to pour out his spirit more than he ever had before. I'm looking forward to that day, Brother Bird said. And I'm not going to let nothing hold me back. 88 years old. Say, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in the future. I'm looking forward to what God is going to pour out on his people. I'm talking to many in here today. Stop looking back at the dust on those wheels and let's go forward. Let's go forward. I've known people who were drunks and were miserable but because it was the only life they ever alone. And they were, they were familiar with it. That's what, they just wouldn't change. They, they were just going to stay right there. I know wives and families that were beaten and hurt and misery. But that's all they ever know. So this is where we got to stay. This is where we must stay. I know people that have heard the word joy. Their face each day without peace. And they're terrified of the time and frame of eternity. But because of the fear of the unknown, they plot along in their misery lives, wanting no change. But at the same time, afraid of the risk that would be if there was change. Let me tell you, I want to be completely honest with you. I changed my life over to the Lord over 20 years ago now. He has been a good God. I want to tell you, I have faced trials like I never thought I'd face. I have had things come in my lives, my life like I never thought would come because I had the Holy Ghost. But I want to tell you guys something today, you saints. You good people, good people of character. We've got chains that are holding us back in this place today. That if we would let go and cut those chains off, I don't care what's happened in your past. I don't care. But if you've asked God to forgive you, that's exactly what He's done. That's exactly what He's done. I want to talk to you about I've been in churches. And I have been hurt. Nobody's been hurt like a church will hurt you. But God is a good God. 
serve a good God. He was good when I got hurt. God was good when I got sick. God's a good God to my dad. He's over there sick right now. He's a good God. His promises are yay and amen. You may look at me today and cross your arms and fight with every tooth and nail you can in your mind. But I'm telling you, God is a good God. His promises are sure. You may cross your arms and say, he ain't talking to me. Let me tell you, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you this morning. I I know God gave me a prophetic word. I know he gave me a prophetic word when he says, tell them saints to stop looking at them cards and them carriages that they used to ride on. Stop looking at the dust that used to be on their wheels. There's a promised land. There's a wilderness that we must conquer. There's something that we must go through. There's something that we must obtain. I'm looking at leaders. I'm looking at preachers and say, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm looking at great saints. I'm looking at Sunday school directors. I'm looking at people that comes against everything that came into your life. Musicians just cross their arms and says, I'm done. No, you're still a musician. Let God use you. Preach says, I'm done. No, you're not. Let God use you. Let God use you. We've got so many things going on in this church. You can be used. Make up your mind. That's what you want to do. I want to get out of Egypt. I want to get out of Egypt. Well, I can't do what I used to do. Do something better. Do something greater. I promise you, I don't care if I I, got to get somebody in my truck extra. I'm going to make room to take you to prison. I want you to be used. There's every nursing home member, every jail member, every, anybody that needs to be used, you can be used. God's got something greater in store for you. Let me tell you something. Two weeks ago, we had a baptismal. Brother Boyd, he didn't ruin, my, he didn't ruin nothing by telling you guys this because he didn't tell you this part. <laughs> we baptized a bunch of men, but they've been a man... Man, it's probably been a year and a half. He used to be our drummer. Great guy. But we had made up our mind a long time ago. You can't play unless you've been baptized. And repented. And I understand these men. We, we work through them, try to get them to get the Holy Ghost. And so we, we give them that much leeway. Well, if you're baptized in Jesus' name and you repented, we, we're going to let you play. But you're going to seek for the Holy Ghost. And we had a drummer. Oh, man, great person, but never really talked much, never did say much. Hadn't seen him, I mean a long time. It had been a long time since we had seen him. And uh, we had scheduled for this baptism. How many guys, what, Brother Toby? Thirteen. Okay. Awesome, right? Thirteen men baptized in Jesus' name. Whew. So, 
we, we, get, we show up for service. We were ready for baptism. Of course, Brother Toby, I let him get in the water there because it's nice. And we have church. Let me tell y'all guys, when we have baptisms, we have church. We have shouting. When the man goes in the water, we have shouting because there's victory. Amen? So we, we show up, and chaplain came up to us and says, man, we had one guy back out. We got 12 guys. I said, well, we got 12 guys still. He says, but I got, I, he says, you want good news or you want bad news? He says, I had one guy back out. And he says, uh, but the good news is you got one more guy that wants to be baptized. I said, man, that's awesome. I said, well, you got to understand. Before he's baptized, you got to understand why he's being baptized in Jesus' name. So when we have a baptism, we have a little worship service, and then we'll take the guys to the back. Brother Toby, give a little lesson, make them understand, help them understand. One of those guys that showed up, the extra guy, hadn't seen him in a year and a half. He shows up. He says, Brother Bobby, I said, man, where have you been? I thought you got transferred. I thought you were somewhere else, maybe even released. I didn't know where he was. He says, no, I've been here. He said, but I had to, I had to get in my mind. I had to get right what, what's going on in my mind. I don't know what's going on. But he says, I had to just get away for a little bit. There's so much things going on here that I had to get by myself and get some revelation of who God is. And, and what I really had to do. And he said, I got on my bedside. And I began to pray. He says, I got to go back to that crossroads service. And he said, I made up my mind this morning when I told the chaplain. He says, I'm coming today to get the Holy Ghost. He says, so I'm here today to get the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get baptized and I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. He gets down at order, man. We begin to pray. Brother Toby baptized that man. He came up out of that water. He was speaking in tongues. The Lord was all over him. The Holy Ghost moved on him. We had three others get the Holy Ghost that same service. Coming up out of the water. We had one guy get the Holy Ghost. He got down in the water and began to speak in tongues, not because the water was cold. He began to speak in tongues before he was even baptized. Had never had the Holy Ghost. We must make up our mind. Exodus or Egypt. We must make up our mind this morning. Exodus or Egypt. Am I going to keep on just walking out of this service? Oh, that was a good thought. That was pretty good service today. Are we going to make up our mind? I'm going to go home. I'm going to make a difference in my family's life. I'm going to make a difference in my work life. I'm going to make a difference to that person that lives next to me. I'm going to make a difference to every life I, I come in contact with. Let me tell you something. All that hoopla and dancing that you can do on Saturday night. 
with your buddies. Whatever you do, I don't know what that may be. All that dirty joke talking and all that stuff. I know I'm getting kind of serious now, but all that stuff ain't going to matter. When you meet the judge and he says, what have you done? And you've got that person next to you. You said, God, I witness to this soul right here. I witnessed to this man. I witnessed to this woman. I came out of a lot of things. And they see me come out of it. But I brung them with me. I brung them with me. That's what I did. That's what I did. That's the life I tried to reach. Can we get the musicians to come up? You may say today the wilderness only promised the desert heat, the shelterless, dreary nights, the foodless marches, and gnawing, haunting sense of the unknown. But according to Exodus 16 and 10, Moses records this. Look forward, look toward the wilderness, and behold the glory of the Lord. Look towards the wilderness. Look towards that unknown. Let me tell you something. I prayed for people in very unexpected places. But all I could look forward to is God. I know you're going to heal them. Once I lay my hands on them, God, you're going to minister and you're going to touch their body. I've watched people come to this altar and I've laid hands on them not knowing their past. But I know they didn't know anything either. They were just looking towards the wilderness. Saying, I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back to where it used to be. I'm not going to look back on those things that used to be in my life. But I know there's a promise. I know there's a promise. I'm going to reach beyond that promise today. How much will you do just to reach that promise? Would you do about anything to reach that promise today? Come on, saints. Don't shut me down now. I'm going to do anything that it takes. What's the old song? Whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord. Then that's what I'll be willing to do. Whatever thing that comes across in this wilderness, whatever that comes in my mind, I'm going to just push it aside. Say, I'm going to stand for Jesus. I'm going to let the world go by. I'm going to stand for Jesus. I'm going to let this world go by. There's not no one in, let's all stand. There's not no one in this sanctuary today that your lives ain't being attacked by something. Amen. Hands raised. Hands raised. We are here in this house. We're fighting devils that we never thought we'd have to fight. We're fighting our things in our marriages that we would never have dreamed of. When I seen that girl, I said, man, I love that girl. Our wife, our husband. And you would never dream that you would have had to go through some of the battles that you've went through with that person. We're fighting sicknesses, diabetes, sugar problems, high blood pressure. When you was 19 at 20 years old, you never thought you would have had to fight those battles. I hate, I hate to even bring this up, but I'm going to do it anyways. I would have never dreamed 20 years ago, what, 2006. How many years ago is that now? 15? 
I would have never dreamed my dad been up preaching at a pulpit. He'd been preaching my whole life. That's all I ever knew. I didn't ever know. I didn't never think for one second that man would have a heart attack behind a pulpit. I didn't think forever. He was always a big man. Everybody knows my dad. My dad was a big man. I never thought his body would be attacked by cancer. Never in my million years would I dream that. The things, some of the churches that you've had to work work through, some of the, is, I hope this is going to be okay, brother boy, but some of the splits maybe you've went through in your past, some of the issues that you've had in your past, you would have never dreamed that you had to go through that. But through all that, you are here today. And God is still a good God. You know why? Because you made up your mind a long time ago that I'm not, I'm not staying in Egypt. I'm not going to keep enduring this beating. I'm not going to keep on enduring these things that's attacking my life. I don't know what's ahead of me. 42 years old, I still don't know what's ahead of me. I don't know what is ahead of me. But through it all, I know he's going to let me make it through because my eyes is on the promised land today. My eyes is on the promised land. Listen to this preacher this morning. If you will, if you felt God even nudge you a little bit today, I wonder if you would take the person by the hand next to you. Married, husband and wives, that would be great. And I wonder if you would just come forward. I believe we can get deliverance today. I believe you can have deliverance in your mind today. I believe there's healing in this place. Not just physical, I think there's mental healing here. I wonder today, I know it may have been a long time since you've made your way. Let me tell you something, we're going to get strong after this. Because we're going to make up our mind right now. Right now. This is it. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going to look past those chariots. I'm going to look to the promised land. Come on, with your hands up. Come on, just make your mind right now. Begin to pray. Lift your voices. Oh, Yaramo Yasakoto Yaramo In the name of Jesus, I come against the minds, Lord, right now. God, those that are fighting things just right now, Lord. God, that you would lift your voice, Lord. God, that you would release, God, a healing, God, right now upon their minds, God. God, that deliverance, Lord, would come upon them, Lord. God, we don't understand, God, the wilderness, God, 
But God, we know your promise today. We know your promise, God, today. Oh, God. Come on with our voices a loud roar. Let God move. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.